1: Last week, I mentioned my enthusiasm that Yellowstone was starting its new season on November 7th. Now we hear that season three of HBO's Succession is set to start in October. Count me excited. I'm ready for more fun and drama around that twisted Roy family. So this is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, August 24th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. I just watched the Paralympics start this morning on NBC. NBC Universal will show 1,200 hours of coverage on television and streaming platforms of the Paralympics. For comparison's sake, it presented 70 hours from Brazil in 2016. And get this, five and a half hours from the London Games in 2012. This year, 1200 hours. And the Paralympics will also make the NBC main broadcast channel getting its first primetime coverage on that channel with four hours spread over three highlight shows. So progress on this front and we'll have to see other levels of engagement around the Paralympics over the next few weeks. Let's shift to college sports. The Athletic is reporting the Big Ten ACC and Pac-12 are expected to formally announce an alliance today. The three leagues plan to work together on many fronts, from the CFP expansion to governance issues to scheduling. I think more details will be coming soon, but what do you have here? Really, you have leaders of the Big Ten and Kevin Warren, the ACC and Jim Phillips, and the Pac-12 and George Kliakoff, who are all relatively new in their positions They want to stay connected, and they want to show their collective influence, and they certainly want to check the power and expansion of the SEC. The Athletic reports that one area that the three conferences are aligned on is that expansion of the CFP that should not take place until the end of its current deal with ESPN, which is 2026. They want that because they want that package to go to the open market. Any expansion prior to 2026 would allow for ESPN to remain the exclusive rights holder for the playoff. And sources say there is concern that ESPN already has too much influence over the sport. So not only are they trying to check the power of the SEC... They're also looking to check the power of ESPN. I do find it interesting that in some of the narrative, it's that the schools with these three conferences, the Pac-12, the ACC, the Big Ten, believe that they are like-minded and they are aligned on broad sports offerings and their academic goals. I guess you could consider that a shot at the SEC as they seem to indicate that the SEC is an outlier when it comes to those goals but I think this is a story that certainly will have a long tail and we'll keep monitoring this as it progresses let's shift the news around the NFL because on the day that the state of New York was ready for a new governor coming into office NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said the league wants to keep the Bills in Buffalo but it has to be in a new stadium. Goodell was in Buffalo and said the issue of a new Bill Stadium has been going on for decades, and it's time to get a stadium deal done. He stressed it would be a public-private partnership. Remember, we've talked on the Buzzcast that Kim and Terry Bagula have submitted a proposal for a $1.4 billion stadium across the street from the team's current facility in Orchard Park. Goodell, of course, knows this area. He's been talking about this issue for more than 20 years, and he said it clearly again yesterday. A new stadium is what's needed. He avoided specifics on how much a stadium may cost, what percentage the public would have to pay, and how quickly a deal can be done. But remember, the bills will be negotiating with Buffalo native and new governor Kathy Hochul and county officials on a stadium deal. The new governor, Kathy Hochul, and Goodell have very strong feelings about the Bills as they are both from that area, and you wonder how that would factor into any of the upcoming negotiations. But Roger Goodell making it very clear the league is strongly backing a new Bills stadium. Let's shift to name, image, and likeness because we saw how the Florida Panthers got involved in the name, image, and likeness space by signing college athletes. Well, now come the Atlanta Braves who are looking to connect their brand to the passionate world of college sports in the South. The Braves have signed Georgia Tech football player Jordan Yates and University of Georgia gymnast Rachel Bauman to NIL contracts. What will the two do? There'll be social media ambassadors and influencers for the Braves. They'll create some content when at the games. What will their compensation be? Well, their compensation will include a stipend of about $500 and a commission on any Braves tickets sold through links placed on their social media accounts. So this is a definite interesting deal to watch. The Braves said that they will sign other athletes in the NIL space in order to draft off the interest of college sports in the area. So look for the Braves to be a pretty active player when it comes to name, image, and likeness. Let's see if other pro teams follow the model of both the Florida Panthers and the atlanta braves let's stay in atlanta arthur blank is creating a venture capital division targeting tech startups in sports and entertainment we've seen this with other teams we see it harris blitzer's done this the dodgers have done this a number of other teams have done this but amb se ventures will be funded internally with no limited partners The Venture Group will have a full-time staff and will target investments in five categories. Fan engagement, sports performance and analytics, live event operations, content platforms, and other tools in emerging sports and entertainment, and tools for media and sponsors to better reach fans. So this is brilliant. Basically, from Arthur Blank, it's a smart testing ground to find and fund companies that he will be able to utilize to optimize his sports portfolio. So, this will be under Steve Cannon at AMB Sports and Entertainment. They are currently looking to staff this venture, but a very interesting venture capital division started by Arthur Blank, targeting tech startups in sports and entertainment. I guess we'll stay with football. I've been watching Hard Knocks for the last two weeks. I'm enjoying it. I thought with the Dallas Cowboys, the series may get a shot in the arm with viewership. Well, the early numbers don't indicate that. Remember, there's a lot of talk that the concept of Hard Knocks is a little passe because so many teams do this on their own video channels and their own content channels right now. Well, HBO is averaging just under 300,000 viewers after two episodes featuring the Cowboys. And while that's up 13% from last year, last year they had the Rams and Chargers, and there were no preseason games during those episodes. This year's numbers are down sharply from 2019. That had the Raiders, and it's down almost 60% from 2019. So interest in hard knocks, a little soft so far, even considering they are featuring the Dallas Cowboys. As I've said on the Buzzcast before, I'm based in Charlotte. There's a lot of buzz in Charlotte around Charlotte FC, the new soccer team set to launch in 2022. Well, Charlotte FC president Nick Kelly said that the expansion soccer team, which of course, again, doesn't begin play until next year, is already in the top third of MLS clubs in ticket sales. That's pretty impressive considering they haven't even taken the field. Nick Kelly says there is continued opportunity for growth because you would think there'd be a lot of overlap between the ticket buyers of the Carolina Panthers and Charlotte FC, but Kelly said there was less than 10% overlap in season ticket members between the two teams when Charlotte FC launched deposits and sales. So they're going after an entirely different market for the soccer team. So there's real growth there already in the top third of MLS clubs and ticket sales, and they haven't even taken the field here in Charlotte. Let's end the buzzcast around people and companies. In February, we reported that Sixth Street Capital acquired majority ownership in Legends. Yesterday, we saw some of the biggest organizational changes to that company in some time. Legends named two co-presidents for the first time in the company's 13-year history. And why? Well, part of what I read into it is the company sees major growth internationally, and they're just getting bigger. So you have longtime company exec Mike Toman and financial executive Kurt McClellan. They were given co-president's title, and both will report to legend CEO Shervin Mirashimi. In addition, they also promoted two managing directors to handle day-to-day European Business. So Toman's been at Legend since 2014. He'll manage revenue generation and operational components. He'll also oversee marketing, creative, communications. McClellan has more of a financial background. He'll oversee IT, he'll oversee finance and accounting will oversee legal and HR. He previously worked at KSL Capital Partners and Club Court USA. So really splitting duties, which makes sense. So as co-presidents, these two are splitting duties around natural verticals. But with Six Street's investment, Legends is clearly getting bigger. They added to their leadership expertise, and they will focus on greater growth outside of North America, specifically focusing on their European business. So some changes there at legends and remember i mentioned it yesterday just over four weeks sbj and access will present the sports facilities and franchises and ticketing symposium the three-day event held in las vegas september 28th through 30th it'll have networking It'll have a sales workshop, venue tours at Allegiant Stadium and T-Mobile, and of course, great industry discussion. You can register from the show notes. You can go to our website and our events page to sign up and register. I hope to see you in Las Vegas in late September. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, August 24th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.